and welcome to this episode of Little Bits of Stuff, a podcast that showcases different health-related topics for medical professionals and non-medical audiences. This show is brought to you by Nick Ate, a surgical resident at University College Hospital, Ibadan, Nigeria. And here's your host, Nick. Hello, guys. In this episode, we'll be exploring what the public's rights are as a patient. Have you been to the hospital lately and felt like you didn't know what to do, you didn't know what to say, how to communicate, what to expect from your doctor, what services to expect from the facility, and how to follow up on your own care? Have you heard about the patient's bill of rights? Do you even know your rights or you're just going with the doctor save me attitude and forget the rest? So today we'll explore the public's rights as a patient when you get to a health providing facility under several headings. Your rights, your responsibility as a patient, yeah, you have, you have your own responsibilities too, and the provider's responsibility to you as a patient. I will break this down as much as possible and drive it home with some few points for the closing. So let's drive right in. Now, the Patient's Bill of Rights was developed by the Consumer Protection Council, the CPC, with other stakeholders and the Federal Ministry of Health. Um, the Patient's Bill of Rights is an aggregation of patients' rights that exist in other instruments, including the Constitution, the Consumer Protection Act, the Child Rights Act, Freedom of Information Act, National Health Act, the Hippocratic Oath, other professional ethical codes, and sundry regulations. Now, with regards to access to information, what are your rights as a patient? Now, you have the right to access all relevant information when you get to a health facility in a language that you understand, including the complete and accurate information about your diagnosis, your treatment, prognosis, and other procedures and possible outcomes. You also have the right to fully participate in implementing the treatment plan and making decisions. So you don't just go to the hospital and just sit back and then hear the doctor or hear whoever is uh, talking to you about your treatment and you know, just decide to keep mute or decide to just you know feel like the doctor saved me attitude okay just whatever whatever is good you know just give me just give me the treatment you know and all that you don't just you know sit back and let that happen you may be helping you know whoever is talking to you to make the wrong treatment plan you know that doesn't actually suit you you need to communicate you need to make your opinions known so you need to have a proper grasp and understanding of what you're being told and what it means in the real sense of it. So these are your rights as a patient. You have the rights to access all the information. If you do not understand it in a particular language, you can demand for it to be uh 
to be explained in another language of your choosing. You can be reasonable about it and you can also beg for an interpreter or a translator if you if if the need be you know and again when it comes to implementing the treatment plan you have to be fully involved don't just sit back and you know allow um the 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 whole thing to just you know go right past you without even having a say in what happens to you what are your own responsibilities (laughs) like we said before you do have some responsibilities you must understand the treatment plan it's on you to understand the treatment plan it's on you to also seek information from the caregiver about your service about their services sorry now if you're not clear about anything the responsibility is on you to say oh no i don't get this can you come over can you come again I know I don't know I don't understand this. Can you you know explain to me? Can you paraphrase? Can you do this or that? I mean, if you even want to go as far as illustrations, anything that works for you, it's your responsibility to make this known. You cannot at the end of the day say you don't understand when in fact you did not make it known that you do not understand. Hence, it's the responsibility of your health provider to give you all the information you need so you get how the how it goes now it's your it's it, it's your right to know what i mean to have access to all the information about the services the that are available to you the information about your health your treatment plan and everything and it's your responsibility to totally understand that and it's the responsibility of your provider to explain all this to you so he's not doing you a favor by explaining all this to you he's not doing you a favor by telling you what you need to know it's your right as a patient to actually have all this information and you have to you you need to have this at the back of your mind when you go to a hospital or when you go to a health providing facility to you know actually you know have the opportunity to you know get all this information that you need it's a total waste of time when you go to a facility and then you come back the same um more or less like you just you know went to consult a a um sorcerer or something like that you know or a prophet it doesn't work that way in a health facility it has to be you know a client provider kind of you know relationship where both are on the same page else things won't work fine so it's the responsibility of the um, health provider to inform the patient about services that are available at the facility and the eligibility based on health insurance or even out-of-pocket payment costs and responsibilities. Now, it's also the responsibility of the health provider to inform the patient whether the proposed treatment or procedure is experimental or part of an ongoing research. And now, it's the responsibility of your health provider to answer questions about the proposed treatments and procedures provide other information about the risks associated 
the alternative treatments available and even the alternative procedures available it is your right to also know this thing so it is the the responsibility of the provider to give you all this information okay and it is also the responsibility of the provider to give you provide the patient's medical records on request by the patient or other authorized persons in accordance with the prevailing laws so this just you know talks about you know like we said your rights your responsibilities and the provider's responsibilities all in one bundle under the access to information so let's move to the next point patient related information what are your rights to patient related information now you have the access you have the rights to access the records you know about the range and scopes of services that are available to you okay you have the right to access the record of the identity the skills the credentials of you know the people treating you you know and the care providers you know published by the federal ministry of health and other relevant authorities you have the right to know is this person uh treating me the correct um cadre or the correct um has the correct qualifications you know and things like that okay so you have the right to access the records of the identity the skills and credentials of you know the treating professionals you know that are involved in your care now what are your responsibilities you know under patient related information now your responsibilities to request information about the range and, and scope of services available including the identity and the credentials of treating professionals and care providers is your responsibility to ask you can't just you know assume that you know it it must be given to you even if it must be given to you but i mean if it, if it happens that it, it was not provided you should ask you it's on you to ask to know is this person you know this or that or oh, okay this is the kind of person i want to see is this available in this facility oh no i don't want to see this kind of doctor no i want to see this kind of doctor you know and things like that and you can usually work this out you know between you and the you know health provider now the responsibility of the health provider in this case is to you know conspicuously display the scope of practice you know and available services and customer care phone numbers email addresses and other contact information that is available in that you know hospital in that health facility okay and they 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 are also responsible for communicating with with you you know in clear terms including providing translations you know like we said the other time in the case of language barrier or adaptation in the case of other disabilities okay and it's the responsibility of the provider to ensure that patient demonstrates you know sufficient understanding of the information provided a lot of times in the clinic you explain a treatment plan you know and you you tell the patient to you know try to explain even in their own words what they understand by what you just told them it's more or less like a kindergarten thing but 
you you want to know if your patient if your client understands what you just told them if they understand what you're about to do for them it's it's not out of place you know for you to try to get that information out a lot of times you you ask a patient that and they tell you totally different or you ask the patient to repeat what you just said to know if it actually you know if it's actually going to stick and you have to go over it and over and over and over you know within reasonable limits you know until the patient uh, totally understands you know what you're talking about is the responsibility of the health provider to provide sufficient identification when on duty including displayed rosters and apparel you know with visible identity tags so for a doctor for example you have to um, uh, either while on your scrubs or your ward coats uh, while even um, on mufti at least you should have an identity you know that displays that oh okay this is a doctor of so, so, so department so, so keda you know and things like that just so you don't you know confuse you know, your, your client um and then you know from there you know they also gain more confidence and things run smoothly now fee related information okay what are your fees you know what 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 you're supposed to pay you know and things like that now um for your rights as a as a patient okay you have the rights for a full disclosure of cost or estimation of recommended treatment plan you know services and this must be transparent and it must be itemized there's nothing like oh okay so everything you know everything will cost you know this oh okay so just bring uh 50,000 naira and we'll do this for you no there must be an itemized billing as to what you're paying for to the nitty-gritty details the, there's no total balance here you know just the total balance and then you you go away no you should you must request for an itemized billing that shows everything in terms of services that you have paid for it's your it's your right not your responsibility this time is your right to actually request for that now as regards your responsibilities you must pay bills you 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 it's non-negotiable you must pay bills or make provision for prompt payment of bills in the event of an emergency demonstrate ability and intention to pay for the services you don't say because it's an emergency then you know it's it's not an opportunity for you to get free services it's an emergency yes but even if you don't have to pay, you know, at that particular point in time, let's assume it happened in the middle of the night, there was no money at home, then you take a patient to the hospital, you're not insured, I mean, you practically have nothing. As the treatment is ongoing, you must also make efforts to show that, oh, okay, you're willing to pay. You know, some patients, you know, um, during these emergencies and all that, you know, just because they don't want to pay, they start causing trouble and things like that is not the way to go. 
you must be calm about this you must actually you know show some um how would i put it some attitude that depicts that you want to pay for these services but uh, okay now you don't have it on you now you don't have it at all but you're willing and you're going to look for how to you know get some money and then pay for the services when all this is done you don't just you know feel like oh no it's an emergency yeah you know so so you know you guys should just get a free treatment and go it doesn't work like that it doesn't work like that anywhere or well at least in nigeria so you 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 should have you know something to actually prove that you're going to pay so the the responsibility of the provider in this situation is that in the event of an emergency you should provide immediate and sufficient intervention and care prioritizing such you know needed attention over other factors including cost and payment now that being said care providers have a right to fees and therefore should use legal means to recover fees owed. Now, so you can understand, you know, when you display an attitude that shows that you, you're not ready to pay for services, you can be sued, you can be taken to court, you can, I mean, the health facility can use whatever means legally available to them to get their fees, to get you to pay the fee so that you know the services can keep on running so that someone else can come at another day and get you know um, um interventions and get services okay so if, if if it's free for everybody i mean if it's free and nobody is paying for it the government is not paying for it your insurance company is not paying for it just imagine a situation whereby everybody now uses up what's available in the hospital so the next person that comes in an emergency what does the person use if it has not been replaced by someone who paid for it earlier so it just makes you no know, logical i mean it just makes sense it's, it's logic really so we understand that okay um you may not you know be buoyant at that time you understand that okay things are hard in the country and things like that we're all in the same country pay your fees or display um a, a, an attitude or demonstrates an ability and intention that's the key word the intention to pay for your services oh okay so now that's <laughs> that's that's a lot of, of, of talk on that so as regards confidentiality uh you're right you have a right you know to privacy and confidentiality of of all information you have provided and all medical records unless this disclosure is vital and in the interest of the public health in accordance with the prevailing law so nobody and i mean no health provider should actually uh, disclose your information uh, to anybody okay it's it's part of you know part of the the job description that you must not disclose you know information to anybody um regardless of you know who the person is and all that except it's in the interest of public health okay so someone is um someone just tested uh, positive for ebola virus for example okay someone just tested positive for sars 
you know, or something that if it gets out there, millions of people get infected and die, you know, things like that are public health concerns. You know, there are situations where you have to report to a, um, maybe the federal ministry or a particular health organization that is concerned, I mean, that, you know, is appropriate for uh, that particular issue. So your privacy, your confidentiality, is your right you cannot be examined in the open you have the right to say no i want to be screened no i want a private procedure room no where it is available i want this or that you should make you know requests you know about it on the other hand your responsibility is to give complete truthful and accurate disclosure of your medical history and now this is where people say you don't lie to your doctor you don't lie to your health provider it's going to bite you right back in the ass you don't tell things you know you don't you, you don't tell tales that are not accurate it, it, it won't it, it won't work for you okay what have you been using any medications you know and things like that your responsibility is to give accurate disclosure of medical history, medication and complaints to the authorized and attending caregiver. You cannot, you cannot, you know, be back and forth about that. It has to be accurate, precise. That is what is required of you. That is your responsibility. Okay. Uh, the provider's responsibilities uh, of course, to you know, respect and maintain uh, the patient's personal records, um, accept disclosure, of course, like we said, is required by, by operation or by law in the interest of public health. As regards quality of care, well, moving on, your rights as regards quality of care. I mean, this has always been part of the reasons why doctors, health providers in the country go on strike and all that. Of course, you have the right to access to clean, safe, and secure health environment. There's no point coming to the hospital with one thing and going back with another thing that's almost even totally worse. Okay? You have to have an a clean, safe, and secure environment, you know, as a health facility. That is a right. That is a patient right. You, you, you have the right to complain, you know, about the environment, to complain about anything that you feel is unsafe, you know, in the health facility where you have gone to access care. You also have the right to access to equitable quality care you know and caregivers irrespective of disability okay now what are your responsibilities you know under this quality of care you need to be able to explain you know during treatments when necessary you 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 don't you know constitute you know a nuisance or in any way endanger others you don't, you know, have get an information and then you start, you know, shouting and you know running around, you know, and all that. You you cause a, you cause chaos. You cause 
you know, um, danger to others. And, you know, a lot of things can happen in the course of that event. Okay. So what are your provider's responsibilities? I'll just, you know, tell you briefly, you know, about that. Um, you, the, the provider's responsibility is to maintain records of personnel's current certificates and or license to practice because it, it's the right of the patient to be treated by a caregiver who is appropriately licensed, who is not a quack, <laughs> that's just what that means, you know, and who knows, you know, what he's doing, who can definitely, you know, give you the treatment, the quality of care that you need. Okay, so the health provider must also maintain standards as regards to um, the the cadre of the caregivers that they keep, and you know they must be able to deliver care that minimizes risk and harm to patients, including preventable injury and errors. So occupational hazards and all those. Uh, um, things must be eliminated at the you know, at the workplace. Um, this can also you know constitute harm to the patients and all that. You know they must adopt the clinical governance you know, standards and provide the best of care while protecting patients from harm or abuse. This does not really need any explanation. Now, as regards the patient's dignity. The patient has the right to be treated, whether alive or dead, with respect, dignity, without prejudice to gender, religion, race, ethnicity, alleged allegation of crimes, geographical location, disability, or socioeconomic circumstances. Okay, so whether it's a prison inmate, whether it's black or white, you know, whether you, you've been uh, suspected of having committed murder, whatever it is, you deserve the right to be treated with respect and dignity you know, without prejudice. That is the minimum requirement and it is your right to um, healthcare you know, under these circumstances. Okay, so uh, prior wishes of the patient, you know, or in the absence, you know, of same, meaning that if when the patient, you know, does not have a prior wish, okay, the next of kin, you know, are, ex are respected to the fullest extent practicable, you know, during the event of death, you know, and things like that, including cultural or religious preferences to the extent consistent with extant laws, including coroner's laws. So, of course, we, we want to ex uh, um, respect your cultural wishes, but at the same time, if this is a coroner's case or not, I mean, um, you ho also have to respect, you know, the laws of, you know, the, the constitution, the government, you know, and things like that. So, it's your responsibility to also respect, you know, and consider the rights of other patients. Okay, so um, take for example, there was an there was an aggrieved patient one day, and you know I was attending to another patient, and it happened that this patient you know came around to say I should not attend to attend to any other person except you know. Um, his demands are met and caused a whole cacophony and all that. 
Of course, the relatives of the patients I was attending to told him to calm down or they would descend on him, you know, because their relative was in a very, you know, dire, uh, very uh, bad state. And, you know, he was disrupting, you know, services that I was rendering to their patient. I didn't even know where the other patient came from, the other patient relative came from. I didn't know his grievances. I didn't know what it was. I was gloved, you know, there was blood, you know, and things like that. So you cannot, you know, that is him not respecting and considering the rights of other patients to healthcare. Okay, so you cannot, as a matter of fact, you know, constitute a nuisance, like we said before, you need to understand that you're in a health facility you need to channel your interactions you know to the appropriate quarters you need to conduct all interactions with consideration and respect for others okay that is your responsibility now the provider responsibilities under this is that the provider must treat patients human remains and tissue samples with care, consideration, and dignity without prejudice to gender, religion, and all the things we said before, okay? There must be comprehensive information, guidance, and support to bereaved relatives, okay? Um, They must counsel and encourage patients on the disclosures of disease, of public health importance, whether it's deadly, infectious, or or it's um, non-human, I mean non-infectious disease um, to the spouse or close relatives in accordance with public health laws. Okay, so now we come to emergency care. The access to emergency care. What are your rights as a patient? You have the right to receive urgent, immediate, and sufficient intervention and care in the event of an emergency, prioritizing such needed attention over other factors including costs, payment, as well as law enforcement requirements, like we said before. Now, your responsibilities is to recognize that emergency treatment and prioritization do not mean a waiver of obligation to pay for services. You know, we already discussed this in the fees um, segment, okay? So this just goes on to buttress that, okay? Um, the provider responsibilities is to immediately evaluate patients with medical emergencies, including prioritization where possible. We also talked about this earlier. To maintain a sufficiently responsive and efficient 24-hour uninterrupted emergency unit in the facility that is just um, straightforward as regards visitation we all know you want to stay with your loved ones in the hospital you want to um, see your loved ones you want to gist with them you want you you want to pray for them you know you want to encourage them you want to serve as a support system for them in the facility now your right okay is to receive visitors Okay, including for religious purposes according to the rules and regulations laid down by the facility. That is your right. You should be able to receive visitors while in the hospital. Okay, your responsibilities 
is to recognize that healthcare facilities are for several people, not just for you. I'm sure you know where this is going. So as such, you respect operational rules and systems for the safety and security of all. Okay, your church members came to greet you on your sick bed. It does not give them the leeway to bring their keyboards, their uh, drum sets, the guitars, you know, plug it in into a light, <laughs> into a socket, you know, and just hold the service there. You're not the only patient in the hospital, okay? So you, the next person, the next bed to you may just, you know, not like that. So you have to recognize this. You know, and as such, respect you know, the operational rules. Of course, no hospital would allow that. Okay, no hospital would allow you to come in and then you know uh, start um, you know causing so much noise, you know, and things like that. So you have to also respect the fact that healthcare facilities reserve the right to modify rules to maintain decorum and ensure security of patients and caregivers, uh, provided you know, reasonable notice of modification is, is given. Okay, so these are your responsibilities, okay, that uh, you owe to your provider. Now, the provider responsibilities in these regards is to inform patients and relatives of visitation rules upon admission and any subsequent modification, and to conspicuously display visitation rules and the schedule of the facility. This is obtainable in most places I've been to. You see visitation visitation times, these are the um, times that you can come in and these are the times you need to go out. And even at that, you know, they still almost have to chase relatives out at the end of the day. You know, so I mean you have to respect you know these things. And we, we all we all have had you know loved ones in the hospital and we know how much you know we want to stay with them and all that. But in all that, in all this, you have to respect the facilities, um, um rules and regulations in these regards. Now, patients' refusal of of care. I know a lot of people would want to hear about this. Now, you have the right at all times, and I mean at all times, and to retain the control, you know, of um, of um, treatment, and um, you you have the right to be informed of your power to decline care, you know, upon full disclosure of the disclosure of the. Uh, consequences of such decisions you know why i'm you know trying not to laugh is because a lot of times you know you see this happen patient just wakes up one day um whether having gotten an information from somewhere or is tired and all that and says no i don't want this treatment anymore no i want to go receive treatment elsewhere no i don't i don't even want to receive treatments you know i just i just want to just enjoy some time with my family at home and die you know whatever it is you know we sit them down we cancel them we tell them about the consequences of you know stopping you know treatment or the consequences of doing this or that you know and 
at the end of the day, you know, it's either they take your counsel or they don't take your counsel. And I remember a friend of mine usually says, you know, at the end of the day, when they don't take your counsel, you just have to let them leave. I mean, the hospital is not a prison. <laughs> usually says the hospital is not a prison. So if after all has been said and done, you still decide that you want to leave, you have the right to leave. Nobody would hold you down. Okay. So patients have the right to to consent or decline participation in medical research, experimental procedures or clinical trials in the course of their treatments. Okay, so it just goes back to what we said before. If you have to, if a, if a provider have to include it, um, recruit a patient for a research, you must inform the patient of what you're about to do. And the patient has the right to say, no, please just give me the conventional already tested treatment and let me be you have the right to decline any treatment you have the right to leave the hospital you have the right to do whatever you think is best for you okay the patient's responsibility in this regard is to comply with rules and regulations of the facility as well as directives instructions and advice of attending professionals now for the provider responsibilities of course if the patient is a minor okay um, that is less than 18 years in our environment okay you must recognize that this patient is still under the care of parents or guidance whose consent must be secured in clinical management and procedures to the extent permitted by law so of course a 16-year-old or a 12-year-old cannot just get up and leave, for example. He must, I mean, have had some conversation with the parents and the patients must agree to actually, you know, determine what the next course of decision would be. So you don't hear from a patient from a 13-year-old that, oh, okay, I don't want to take treatment anymore. The parents or the caregiver or the guidance have to actually be in the know and also have to agree to the fact that, you know, we want to stop. Oh, okay, no, we want to stop. We agree with him. We want to stop all treatment. You know, we want to go and things like that. So all exper- all medical research, experimental procedures or clinical trials must comply with approved ethical procedures as the standard. And of course, as much as we say you have the right to leave, the provider may detain patients in the interest of public health, like what happened with the Ebola patient and the um, the doctor that died in the process. God um, uh, save us, so rest in peace. Okay, you have the right to actually detain the patient if you think this patient will go out and infect millions and kill others, for example. Okay, so that is again logical reasoning although a lot of people don't understand that but it just makes sense that way we don't want to kill others do we okay interruption of service by the provider and let's assume there's a strike okay the patient has the right to be informed about impending interruptions okay or disengagement of services or of primary or attending professionals responsible for the patient's care okay so and in this method 
methodical and um, practical transition of treatment for patient safety and continue of care must you know happen must be maintained so the, a patient has the right to this information oh okay so um uh, the healthcare providers are going on a leave they're going on strike next week monday the patient should know today not just waking up on monday and discovering that oh okay so i'm alone oh okay so i'm to be discharged even even though i'm not fine oh, oh okay so nobody's going to take care of me oh this or that you know the patient must have you know information beforehand to actually you know be able to make informed decisions about their own care too okay so it's your right to know okay so if this happens is the patient's responsibility to inquire about any contingency plan or other suitable alternatives with respect to continuing care okay so you 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 also don't just sit back you know i keep mentioning that you don't sit back and you know, just let things happen you have a responsibility on your hands you have you have to know what to do you have to know um um what um you are required what is required of you okay so it's now the provider's responsibility to reschedule patients appointments in the event of inevitable service interruption to render sufficient intervention to inpatients and emergency cases in the event of inevitable service interruption okay so lastly but not the least complaints what are your rights a patient has the right to express dissatisfaction regarding service and or provider including personal changes and abuse so whatever you think is not right you have the right to to complain whatever you think is not adequate you have the right to complain whatever you think is blah 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 you have the right to complain you must also however be able to complain in accordance with the redress mechanism of the facility not just shouting not just causing you know a, a whole lot of noise and all that you have a complaint there are proper channels to go through and you have to also provide sufficient details of your dissatisfaction okay so again if you're still dissatisfied with the outcome of your complaint you can report you can take a step further to report to appropriate regulatory authorities you know take for example the mdcn the consumer protection council you know and all that okay so these are essentially your responsibilities you know to you know yourself and you know to the public you know you have a complaint you know complain about it take the proper channels and you know it makes sense from there now the provider responsibilities are to encourage patients to ask questions about their services and to maintain a record of complaints and redress uh, and redress procedure of the facility and address address complaints in accordance with procedure and in you, it's their responsibility to inform patients at onset, onset of the redress mechanism provided by the facility and regulatory bodies with timelines for action on complaints. Servicom is um, is a 
is an acronym for Service Compact with All Nigerians, established in 2004, you know, and is an initiative of the federal government of Nigeria conceived to promote effective and efficient service delivery in ministries, departments, and agencies to ensure customer satisfaction and to manage and manage the performance expectation gap between government and citizens as well as other members of the public on issues of service delivery. So in most hospitals I've been to, especially government hospitals, you see a Servicom logo, they're always there. If you have any complaints, if you have any problems, you're satisfied, you have grievances, you think nobody's listening to you, there's someone, there are people, there's a, there's a department that you, know, you can complain to, Servicom, is always there to take your complaints and they will address it you know in manners that are according to the law so in conclusion i'll just you know take a recap of every segment we talked about uh, patients rights to access to information patient related information thirdly fee related information patients' right to confidentiality, patients' rights to good quality care, uh, quality of care, uh, patients' dignity, access to emergency care, visitation, patients' refusal of care, interruption of service by provider, and lastly, complaints. If you have any um, clarifications you'd like to make, if you have feedbacks, if you have um, any contributions, you know, any comments, please kindly do so on our social media handles that are available to you and we'll get back to you almost immediately. Uh, this brings us to the end of this episode. Join us on the next episode where we'll talk about more interesting things uh, to come. Have a nice day. And that's it on Little Bits of Stuff for today. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Podcast. You can also get it on Audio Mac and YouTube. Follow us on Twitter at Lil Bits of Stuff. That's L-I-L-B-I-T-S-O-F-S-T-U-F-F. And on Instagram at Little Bits of Stuff. That's L-I-T-T-L-E Bits of Stuff. Until next time, stay healthy.